Yes, and it's happening faster these days with social media, um, especially because the, the fake news, you know, I mean, I hate to call it a trend. It's been kind of firmly entrenched at this point. But the fake news issue that we're experiencing as a global community, as a global society, uh, doesn't stop at video. Video used to be the, like, hey, this is a video of it. It's absolute proof. But I think it was Samsung that just announced that they could, that there's a, a technology they've developed that they can take a single photo of somebody and actually create a video out of them, making them, you know, talk and do all sorts of things. So hearing you speak to that ethical side of things, I think, especially as you said, you're a business and you want to do business with good businesses. That's incredibly important. Um, are there any other tactics, and I guess this is speaking a little more to the negative side, but I would feel like you would be probably more aware of them than, you know, the average person like me. Are there any other negative tactics that we should be aware of as we're, you know, being exposed to video marketing from these companies who may have less or no ethics when compared to you and Brand Ready? You know, I, I love our country and, and our government, and they do a lot of really good things. And sometimes they they fail or that they fall short in others. And one of the things in our industry of broadcast of communication to the masses, where the government has fallen short, is it happened in the Telecom Act in 1996, where they mm -hmm. kind of removed all of these ethical standards and. Yeah. You know, I, I remember when that happened, and it, it almost seemed to me like Congress took a lazy approach to going into the modern age of communication. We had all this technology coming down the pipe. We could see how it might be used. And rather than do the hard homework of figuring out what the guidelines for that should be from a governing standpoint, Congress kind of let the telecom companies write their own rules. And that's a dangerous thing. You know, um, business is about business, and you would hope that people would, would do things ethically on their own. They would have the integrity. But they took a lot of liberties to say, you know, this is what we're promising, and this is what we're going to deliver if you give us the license to do these other things. And that was a really slippery slope. And so if you look back into the, the, the 70s and 80s and 90s where reality television came in and of itself, reality TV kind of came out of the news era when news became a viable product, news channels, people would watch yeah. all day news. There was this, this constant need for programming. And so turning a camera on and just kind of filming reality and telling the story as it evolved came in of its own. That idea of reality television was, you know, taken uh, into the humor side of things. And, and, and we got some social commentary kind of reality TV. And, well, and, and in it, this case now, reality TV might be more scripted. <laughs> well, it than, is. Right? And that's a very good point. I mean, it really is because – almost reality became almost boring, you know, yeah. we had, to, we had to, to create the drama. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that whole idea of allowing the news outlets and the, the, the production companies, the media outlets, uh, 
really decide what the rules are, then you add that reality television. And now all of a sudden, it's all about gaining attention. There's so many messages coming in from so many, right? It's so all they really care about is can they get your attention? Mm-hmm. And if they can get your attention, great. But if they can't, how do we create something? Now you get fake news. Yeah. And if there's no guidelines and no regulations, and we could just put it out there and put it in front of people and say whatever we want, there's no ethical, no moral, no legal ramifications. There's no financial ramifications. And so we've seen that pendulum swing from, you know, maybe ultra conservative of, of mm-hmm. how you have to, to behave as a broadcaster, as somebody who, who has messaging control or, or um, access to the public. And then it swings all the way out to there's no rules. There's no accountability. You say whatever you want, whoever you want, however you want. And I think we're really starting to see that the negative effects of that now. Well, and I also, um, I read a story that um, that there was a picture, or maybe, I think it was a picture. It was some uh, fake doctored piece of media, picture or video or something, of uh, Nancy Pelosi doing something else. But the sticking point of the article was that it was false, and it was requested that Facebook remove it and like take it down. Facebook said no, because while it is false, it is within the people who chose to share it, it is within their freedom of speech, you know, rights to share it if they want to, kind of like how I can share a picture of, you know, my a cat head photoshopped on my dog or something, except that's not going to do any harm, except maybe if my dog sees it. Yeah. But um, I thought that that was really interesting, especially because now we've got Facebook Live and Instagram Live and LinkedIn is doing their own live if you've got enough followers. And so now it seems like anybody with a phone can be a broadcaster. And so it would seem that this swing back to incredibly liberal laws regarding, you know, the types of video content that we can produce and media content that we can produce couldn't have come at almost a a worse time. You know, Facebook and LinkedIn, and they all used to be more of sharing platforms, you know, and forum style, but now the ability to produce native video, live stream video on these different platforms, I think, would put them in a different category. You know, it's a a really interesting um, debate that you raise. Uh, <laughs> what I know about it is, you know, they kind of want their pie and eat it too. So they want mm-hmm. to have the amnesty, the freedom of speech to do whatever they want, but then they don't want the accountability or the responsibility for what content is released in their platform. Yes. And, you know, for me, you can't have one without the other. You know, it, there's enough money to go around. You know, you don't have to do things poorly or illegally or unethically or morally to make money, right? And so you can still make a lot of money by doing the right things for the right reasons with the right people. And and, and we've always known that. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as, you know, censorship, I, I'm not about censorship. Mm-hmm. I believe in giving everybody the opportunity to speak their mind, and let's let the best ideas rise to the top. I mean, that's that's what it's intended for. Uh, unfortunately, there, there are some that just want to see the world burn, 
they just want to be controversial for the sake of being controversial. And um, and that's not helpful. That, that, that doesn't do anybody justice or service. Um, so it, it, it's a tough debate. You know, I, I see both sides of it. Sure. Never about inhibiting business. You know, I, I love business and, and business growth. And uh, Facebook is a great business. And they've done a wonderful thing of bringing people together. Um, we've lost a lot of that in the mega communications where all you could get is, you know, national news per se. We've lost mm-hmm. that community news, that community yeah, yeah. newspaper, understanding what's going on in, in just our, our neighborhood. Uh, Facebook kind of brought some of that back and allowed people to rekindle relationships. And and so I, I, I applaud them for their success in, in what they've done. But again, with all of that power, should come increased responsibility. And um, it's hard to say how to govern that without crossing the line of censorship. Yeah. It's definitely a tough issue. <laughs> but 